Hey guys, what's up? Jesus, that's a good omen when you stutter on the second word. Hey guys, what up? I got three words in. Three words in. <laughs> Fuck, man. What's up? It's sitting under a tree. It's Aiden Jones. This is the Sitting Under a Tree podcast on the 8th of January, Monday afternoon. Oh, I got that um, I got that song in my head. You know that song? Build me up. Buttercup, baby, when you let me down uh, Mess me around And then worst of all, worst of all You never call, baby, when you say you will uh, Cause I don't still I need you, I need you More than anyone, darling You know that I am from the start Build me up, uh, uh, buttercup Don't break my heart bam, 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 bam. Yeah, the full chorus. Absolutely the full chorus. While dancing around a tree is what I just did then. Beautiful. Ah, oh, it's such a good song, man. And the original, the like old, what is it, like the 70s or something. I uh, I only had it in my head because I was remembering this album um, by this dude called Rhymefest who was like a Chicago rapper in the mid-2000s. And he was like, it was like when Kanye was kind of established, Kanye was like, all right, now this guy, you know? Like he put him on and... Uh, I was remembering the album and I felt kind of betrayed because there's that song, he has that song that of like, he sings the chorus of that song in the album and then the verse is like him rapping. And then there's another song that uses an old like 70s jazz standard from the same kind of time period in a similar way. And it's like, it doesn't sample them. Um, because if he sampled them, then it would just be the fucking song. Because he uses such a huge segment of it. It's like, he uses that whole chorus in his album. And then, that's the memorable part of the song. Like, he doesn't even... It's not like, then the verses are amazing and he's just, like, using that as a way to get in. It's like he's just piggybacking off the amazingness of these old songs to, to peddle you his fucking, like, average rap. And uh, it's real shitty, because I heard that album first before I had heard any of those old songs. So I was like, dude, who's this guy writing these amazing tunes and these beautiful choruses who can also, like, rap pretty well, I guess. But it's like, no, not at all. He's just stealing music from people that I'd not heard of. And then, uh, yeah, and just, like, kind of piggybacking off. I don't know. It felt like a little, like, a step too far. Like, I know hip-hop is supposed to be all about like paying tribute to these older kind of jazz and funk and soul artists and that's done a lot but it felt like a little bit too much you know like he was relying on it too heavily like if someone used like a whole michael jackson chorus and then just put their raps over the top of it you'd be like that's fucking michael jackson you know and i think that's the test if you couldn't sample it if if like if you're singing the the chorus yourself if it sounds bad if you sample it, if it sounds like you're cheating, then you shouldn't be allowed to sing it either, right? Because it's kind of the same thing. You're still borrowing their melodies that they wrote. So fuck you, Rhymefest. That's what I was... Rhymefest was good, though. I liked that album. It just it, That's why it bummed me out. I, in the last few months, I've realised that the two best tracks, the reason that I loved them was because of those melodies. And I was like, oh, man, that's why no one else was really up on that fucking album that I thought I'd found some diamond in the rough. No, it was just because I hadn't heard those songs before. That's why it excited me so much. Oh, I just killed a bee. <laughs> I was, um, I'm in this little garden. I'm in the Melbourne Exhibition Centre just behind the thing. Um, and there's like all these trees. I don't know what kind of the trees they are. Um, they're not 
eucalyptus, but they've got those kind of, the leaves, this is absolutely not it, but they look like uh, lime leaves, you know, they're just very like waxy, um, but anyway, there's a bunch of yellow flowers on them as well, and I went in to smell one before, and there was a bee like in my fucking eye. I'm really no good with nature. It's ironic that nature is the place where I feel comfortable recording these things when I'm not in my room, you know, because there's like not people around, so I feel safe, whatever. So I go to nature, but then also nature is the place where I'm like, oh, spiders and bees. No, I'm such a little baby. Um, How's I used to think about, like, I used to honestly think about where I would feel comfortable, like, sleeping. Like, if I was homeless, where would I go? What would my plan be? And I used to have a plan. There was a spot in, like, uh, 2013 when I moved to Melbourne. I was, like, 22. Um... There was a place in Abbotsford, there's a, an old um, convent out there and they have, uh, lentil is anything, they have this great um, like vegetarian and vegan um, pay-as-you-feel restaurant and the convent is like, in the, it's, it's not in a densely populated part of town and there's like a bunch of trees and there's a river that goes down there and I used to always walk up to the convent and there was this spot on the bank of the river because the bank is very steep and it's quite high um, and there's a spot on the banks of the river where I was like, if I'm homeless, I could definitely string two pallets up between those two trees so it would be flat. And then I would have a tent kind of built into the side of the hill there. And, uh, and I could sleep there and, be, and like, have all my clo- like I'd have all my clothes under the pallets in between the incline of the hill and the flat um, pallets that I would like rig up so they'd be flat. I, and I used to walk by it every like once a week when I would go eat at that place and be like, that's my spot. If everything goes to shit, I just need a bit of canvas as my tent and two pallets and some rope and I'm good. But no way would that ever have worked. That's insanity. I don't even know why I was thinking about that. There was never really any chance that I was going to be homeless, but I would still be like, it almost was like, um, added like a degree of freedom to my life, you know, to know like, I don't need, I don't need a job. I don't need like, fucking society i've got a plan i'm gonna go out there and be my own man just live next to a fucking riverbed still in a city what a fucking stupid idea i wonder if any like if other people think about that if anyone else has thought about that oh if you if you have ever thought about a plan for what you would do if you were homeless and put some serious thought into it please message me message me on uh aj taco on facebook on my fucking facebook page and tell me what your plan was i would love to hear about it maybe we can all band together and form some sort of communal living situation and and like uh one of us will make clothes and one of us will farm the food and one of us will make the food and it'll be like a like a little society and then like obviously we'll have to um you know like like have a sort of leadership thing and we'll write um like a constitution and and we'll kind of delegate jobs to people and maybe have a system of money um you know and then people will have to pay us to come and live in our little commune but it'll be very egalitarian and beautiful and uh and then one of us gets uh, all the money you have to like pay that person tribute i mean i'll nominate myself for that role you know first off just because i feel like that would be easier um and then we'll just kind of you know see what happens from there but first of all just pay me the money and then we'll get this 
get this experiment off the ground. You know, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, we need more egalitarian systems of government. And so this can be a fun little experiment. I'm waiting for this to get funny, but right now I'm just trying to justify myself in, as the head of a dictatorship. Anyone keen? Anyone, anyone in? Uh. Oh, what else do I want to talk about? It's been a good week, man. Um, it's been a good week. It's fucking Monday, but it's been a good since I did the podcast last. I'm having a good time. Uh, I uh, I had a lovely day yesterday at Little Mess, which is a classic Melbourne gig on the Sunday afternoon. Probably about uh, 387 comics showed up. Um, the show literally lasted for two and a half hours, and I was emceeing the show. But uh, I you know I needed that money, man. It was like I uh, I left home. And, well, first of all, Blake, my housemate, was, like, going on a date that day. And he was like, yo, man, uh, uh, like he lent me, that's right, he lent me 50 bucks on Saturday because I went on a Tinder date on Saturday. And he was like, bro, if you got any of that money left, I'm going on a date this afternoon. I would love to get it back. And I had 20 bucks left. So I was like, yeah, you can have it back if I can MC Little Mess today because that is money. Um, so I, uh, I hit up the guy that runs Little Mess and... Um, and got to MC it and like booked myself in and I was like, all right, here's your 20 bucks, Blake. You fucking deadbeat cunt that I was yesterday. Um, but yeah, so I went, I MC for two and a half hours straight, but it was so lovely. There was a crowd there the whole time, uh, like a decent crowd, like at least 20 people. It was, it's outside in this little beer garden. Um, little mess on Sydney Road in Brunswick. If you're ever free on a Sunday afternoon, starts at like five o'clock and just goes until there's no more comics. And, uh, it was really so much fun. My favourite part of the day yesterday was um, David Rose, a uh, great Melbourne comic. David Rose went up and uh, was talking about how he uh, he's deaf in one ear or something like that. And then he goes, um, you know, but I really enjoy people ripping on me. Like, I think it's fun to, like, you know, because I'm not... It's like a disability, but it's like a very mild disability. And, I, I, you know, if people rip on me about it, I think it's very funny. And so when he got off, and he went long as well, so I felt validated in doing this, that when he got off stage, I went back on and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for David Rose, the stupid, dumb, deaf fucking loser, David Rose. Oh, can you not hear me, David? <laughs> I just really went fucking hard at him, calling him a dumb, deaf idiot, and um, and he was right. It destroyed. <laughs> Everyone was on board with making fun of him for no other reason than that his mild disability. And that's oh, and then it just yeah, the the crowd were just on board with most brutal things that people said. But then also in a nice way, every now and then when someone went a little bit too far they just locked right up and didn't give him anything. And a, a few people tried jokes that fucking ate shit. And that was beautiful to watch as well. <laughs> oh, I love watching a joke bomb fucking hard. <laughs> and you see, and when the person on stage isn't, then oh, their whole set's not bombing. There's just like, there's laughs and everyone's on side and then they throw that one joke out and they're still in the same kind of rhythm, feeling like the laughs are gonna come and then it just stops. And it's like, it's like they're driving a car and then they didn't realise that they just ran out of road. That's what it's like. It's like um, Wile E. Coyote in, uh, in the Warner Brothers films when he's just fucking running and running and running and running and he stops in the air and he doesn't realise that the road ended five metres ago and then he just plummets to the fucking ground. <laughs> That's what it was like watching some comics just 
eat shit on certain jokes that the crowd wasn't on board with. Oh, it was a great day. And you get free drinks at that show as well if you're performing. Uh, free beers, anyway, until they run out. So I took full advantage of that and, uh, and had another lovely weekend day. How about that? I wanted to do another um, hashtag bless, another hashtag bless moment for this week. Just something that I'm really thankful for. And uh, the reason that I'm hashtag blessed this week is because on, uh, on Friday, I went and did yoga um, at this great place in Camberwell called Jessica Dewar Yoga. It's a lovely spot. It's pay as you feel um, once again. So um, I normally try. I, I gave ten bucks this Friday actually because I saw. I've been giving five bucks, but I saw for the first time that they have one of those like suggested donation, and it's like ten dollars is. Uh, I can't remember what ten was. Uh, Fifteen was um, sustainable and 20 was marked as uh, supporting. So it's like, if you give $10, thank you, you're still giving some, but you, it's not sustainable if everyone gives $10 all the time. Um, and I had been giving $5, so I felt like a bit of a piece of shit and gave 10, which was my last money, right? But uh, why am I justifying myself to you? <laughs> I can give $5 if I want, all right? I'm poor and I need yoga. It's one of my basic human rights to have yoga. So how dare you judge me if you were, or if you weren't, then I'm sorry for wasting your time. And thank you for not being judgmental. Which is a trait that you learn in yoga, which proves that I need it because listen to how insecure I am. All right? I went to Jessica Dewar Yoga, I did a yoga class, and then I was on, uh, on my way back home, I was on the train uh, from Camberwell back into the city, and it was like 11, uh, in the afternoon, right, so the train was empty, um, I put my feet up, and I was writing, and I, like, put my notebook next to me on the thing, because I've got a message on my phone, or whatever, and, uh, anyway, like, half an hour later, I, um, got a message from a friend that was just, like, oh, bro, check this out, someone sitting across from me had taken a picture of me with my feet on the seat, and posted it on, uh, this public transport, like, there's a group in Melbourne called Where Are Our Mates, the Melbourne PT Ticket Wardens today that's all about um, telling people in Melbourne where there are like ticket inspectors um, because they use excessive force sometimes and you know it's just nice to be to keep them accountable. But the page is also for when uh, it's just for like policing etiquette, I guess, on public transport. And some people have different ideas of what that is. And so some dude had taken a picture of me with my feet up and put like not um, like not ticket inspector related, but the nerve on this bloke and a picture of me with my feet up. <laughs> and uh, so my friend posted that to me and I got about six or seven more friends through the day posting a screenshot of that and being like, oh, bro, you're in trouble. Naughty, naughty. Um, and... I watched the comments on it for the day because the group's got a shitload of members and sometimes posts like that really blow up and, and like it's one of those groups where there's just always arguments and infighting and you know one person is uh, not considerate enough of someone else's feelings and then more people's feelings get hurt and then uh, people start calling each other stupid and saying they're the reason that Trump is the president. It's fucking one of those groups, alright? Um, and... So I was watching it all day and a few people uh, like were sticking up for me and were going like, dude, the train looks completely empty. Who cares if there's like, if his feet are on the seats? And then the guy were like, what about if he's got 
fucking dog shit on his on his shoes, huh? And then now it's all over the seat. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, but he doesn't. Like, he clearly doesn't, you know? Um, and it was going back and forth, the stupid hypothetical arguments that never fucking go anywhere. And um, I watched it all day. And then eventually, at the end of the day, on Friday, I went to um, do my show. And a bunch of other comics were there. And everyone was kind of laughing about it. And uh, someone, I think Pete Jones, was like, dude, you should plug your festival show. <laughs> on that page so I was like oh fuck yeah why did I not think of doing that sooner I wasn't going to say anything and like I thought about what I would say on the comments thread and the really all that I could come up with was like it's honest was just like look man I'm sorry that you felt bad um, but I'm not going to say that I won't do it again because I probably will because I don't really think it's that important that my feet were on the seats unless I was taking up seats that other people wanted to use but there were so it was like a pretty much empty train you know so I was like all that I could think of writing was like look man I'm sorry that you're bummed out but I'm gonna do it again so I don't really care and I didn't feel like that was constructive and I didn't feel like that would be met with uh, much positivity in the group and I didn't really I was trying not to be a shit stirrer and I was also trying to save my little ego a little bit because I didn't want a bunch of randoms just calling me a piece of shit, you know. Um, so I hadn't posted all day, but then at the end there I was like, oh fuck, i got to post now. And right at the end just go, hey, come and see my Melbourne Comedy Festival show because, you know, that would make him, that would make the original poster so angry. Um, but the people who liked me on there, who were supporting me, would love it and the people who didn't like me were already never going to come and see my show so fuck it I might sell two tickets off of it you know and uh so that's what I did I wrote this long like the original stuff that I was going to say and then like uh by the way for anyone who was wondering what I was writing in my book there I'm a comedian I've got a show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival here's the ticketing link and within five minutes the original poster was just like bro fucking get out of here with your stupid sales pitch <laughs> And then he disabled comments on the thread. <laughs> like he was so angry that I derailed the, the the discussion to sell my tickets. And he, um, I like to think he realised that he had just given me a platform. All that he had done um, was like not start the lynch mob that he wanted. Because that's what fucking reason does someone post some shit like that? What do you fucking care? Like if he really cared that my feet were on the seats, he would have come up to me in person on the train and gone, excuse me man, like it's, I really would appreciate it if you didn't put your feet on the seats, that's all, but he didn't, he didn't come up to me and he said, uh, he said on the thread, someone said that as well and he was just like, oh, I tried to but he was in his own world and it's like, look at the picture man, I didn't have headphones in, you absolutely just didn't approach me because you're a fucking pussy or because you were too excited, oh, I'm going to take my little photo and then put it online and then everyone's going to want to be friends with me, no one did bro, sucked in. <laughs> You were not even the best po the, the best liked post on that group for that day. Ugh, like what kind of fucking loser post that shit? That was just the... Anyway, yeah, so that's why I feel hashtag blessed because at least there are people out there in the world look, just fighting the good fight and, and looking after our best interests by making sure that I don't have my fucking clean shoes on your dumb train seat. What a fucking loser. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hashtag Why do you fill me up, fill me up, buttercup, baby? Just to let me down, let me down. I left me around, and then worst of all, worst of all, you never thought, baby, when you see you will. But I love you still, I need you, I need you. But at any one, darling, you know.
Yo guys, what's up? This is Jones. You are listening to Sitting Under a Tree Tuesday, the fucking the fucking ninth of January, two thousand and eighteen. I just had the best fucking Thai chicken curry I've ever had in my life. That was incredible. I've already told about five people about it. That's how good. Fuck, man, and I feel so full, beautifully full. That sauce, that fucking, uh, you know, like the good Thai chicken curry when it's in, it's like swimming, you know. I was steered off curry for the longest time because I just had in my head the rubbish curries that my fucking dad used to make that he would just brag about how hot they were. And I was just like, that doesn't sound good, man. It just sounds like a struggle. I don't want to eat a struggle. (laughs) I don't want to eat something that's just like, yeah, I fucking finished it. Like that, no, I want to enjoy every mouthful. And that's that one that I just had then. Like a good one is like swimming in that like curry and coconut milk sauce. And, uh, oh, the, it was a red curry what I just had. And like from the first bite of the sauce, like it wasn't too spicy. It was like nice and mild and, uh, just flavoursome, oh, I can't even, I, I could cry, I reckon I could make myself cry right now if I wanted to, that's how fucking good that curry was, and it was 20 bucks, 20 bucks 50 cent for the curry and the, and the rice, and I just sat there reading my book for like another half hour after I finished it, because I was just basking in the afterglow of that beautiful food. It's uh, Lana Thai, that's right, I've got to drop him a fuck. it's that, it's a joint, it's in Melbourne on Flemington Road, across the road from the Women's and Children's Hospital, and it's called Lana Thai, L-A-N-N-A, Thai, like T-H-A-I. Oh, it was so good! <laughs> that's the thing with, like, when I go and eat at places, is I never even, like, Unless it's a pub. No, even when it's a pub, I find that I don't really look at the names of places when I go eat. I just, like, remember the place, you know? It's the same thing with, like, why I don't remember people's names. It's just because I don't don't know why the fuck. It probably comes from some sort of, like... Like, uh... This is going to sound very arrogant, but it, it maybe comes from some, like... You prove to me that you're worth remembering first, you know? But then by the time that they do prove to me the place or the person or whatever that they're worth remembering, I've already passed the point when I was going to learn their name and now I just remember them from other random circumstantial things like where they are. That's the th- I remember people b- and, and places by just a place. Like I remember that place not because it's called Lanatai but because it's on Flemington Road across from the Women's and Children's Hostel. Hostel? Jesus. <laughs> um, but that's why I remember where it is because of the like I remember where it is the location and the layout of the place and the vibe but I you know I don't remember the name but that's silly because names are more useful than places and that's the same with people like I don't remember people <laughs> by their faces or their names I remember them by like where I met them and where I see them regularly which is fucked because then when I see someone out of the context of where I normally know them, 
I often don't recognise them. That's why I'm very sorry to Ellie Tarr, who was a very good friend of mine in high school, because I didn't recognise her when she walked past me on the street in Melbourne in December, because I just wasn't expecting to see her, and she was real offended that I didn't recognise her for like, five, for like, for like, probably 20 seconds I sat there floundering, and she was like, Aiden? And I was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't remember who you are. And she like almost walked off and before I was like, oh my god, Ellie Tar, fuck, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey, oh, oh my god, it's so lovely to see you. Um, she was so close to walking off. She was real bummed. Yeah. Lana Thai, man. Go hit up Lana Thai. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Lana? Lana Thai? How else would it be said? I'm not going to do the accent, but sometimes I feel like I need to do the accent to do the thing justice. But I was just about to do an Asian accent, which I don't understand really the reasons why, but I know that I'm not allowed to do. <sighs> so, um, oh, this is what I was going to talk about, actually, um, before I had the best curry I have ever had in my life. Um, what I was going to talk about was... <sighs> Last night, uh, just a real silly thing happened to me last night. I uh, was talking to this girl on Tinder, and uh, we were talking about like, oh, when let's meet up for a drink, like at some point. And she was like, uh, she's new to the city, she's been here for two months, and she was just like, oh, I've got a job trial tonight, so at the end of the trial, I'll like tell you how it goes, and uh, we'll see like what nights I have free and blah blah blah. And uh, so I was like, yeah, cool. And I went to a show and then I just, I went to this, there's this shitty um, restaurant on Burke Street, just near Parliament, that's, I just knew would be open and I knew would be empty, number two, um, because it's one of those places that you know pays their staff like $15 an hour and they really have put very little effort into anything that's going on there. But they just open like at all hours and I go in there because I just, it's going to be a cheap beer, you know? So I go in, I'm going to just sit down and read, uh, sit down and write for a bit, charge my phone, and uh, I've been in there for like half an hour, not really writing much, but I'm just having a nice time, and I get a message from this girl going like, hey, just finished my uh, trial, didn't get the job, so I'm probably free every night, <laughs> which is a bummer, and I was like, ah, oh, this sucks, man, I'm sorry you didn't get that job, and she was like, yeah, I'm just um, on the steps of parliament, just sitting and like, reassessing my my decisions in life and I was like oh fuck dude if you want to have a drink like right now it was like 10 o'clock or something but I was just like man if you're feeling bummed let's go like I'm just like 200 meters from there I'm sitting in this garbage cafe and I'm not getting any work done let's just go to the Imperial and have a drink and she goes oh my god you're the guy who came into the cafe I was trialing at and asked to charge his phone <laughs> she had a trial at the place that I'd gone into and been the only person sitting in there. There were like five staff on and uh, and I was the only person in there and I drink, I was drinking a beer. She was the person who initially told me that there probably was no effort for me to charge my phone and then the owner came out and was like, actually there is. And Imagine if that's the reason that she didn't get the job. She gave the wrong answer on whether there was somewhere to charge the phone. You almost turned away a customer, sweetheart. I'm sorry, but I don't think you have what it takes to work at Felicio's Red Sauce and Grill Bar Restaurant Tapas Venue and Cafe. Because they don't know what they're doing, because they're fucking idiots. That's why he calls it that. 
He doesn't just call it Felicios, he calls it all of those things afterwards. Just to try and get some search engine optimization in there. <laughs> Felicios, open slather venue, carte blanche, you choose. <laughs> he can't even choose a phrase that means carte blanche, so he puts three in there, he's so indecisive. <laughs> Why is his name Felicio? <laughs> um... Anyway, we went to, um, me and this girl just went to the Imperial and got a beer and, uh, and sat down and she's just like a very lovely person. Like, uh, she has, so she's, she's, uh, Chilean, she lives in France for a bit and she said pretty much from the go, I was just like, look, you seem like you're real down, just tell me what's going on. And she was like, man, I moved here two months ago and I gave up, I had everything in Chile, I had the perfect job, the perfect boy like just everything was perfect and I woke up one day and just felt that things weren't right and I needed to make a change and so I just came to Melbourne and uh, she's like a um, what is she she's like a designer so she was working in the um, she was working in the Chilean National Museum designing like the layouts of rooms and stuff for people's experience when they come in. Sounds very cool and she sounds real fucking passionate about her shit, you know? And uh, I was just basically telling her like, dude, you're going to be fine. And she was like, everyone says I'm going to be fine, but how am I going to be fine? And I was like, dude, it's like, it's like doing stand-up like... One of the best bits of advice I ever got was um, after my fucking worst gig ever, uh, Wayne Deacon, who headlined the show, like, the next week, was just like, hey, man, at least you didn't give up. You know, you fucking sucked. You were no good, but at least you didn't quit doing stand-up. And that's the whole thing, right, is I feel like it doesn't matter how good you are when you start at the thing that you want to do. It just matters how much you want to do it, because if she really wants to do design, which it sounds like she does, she's moving to Melbourne and she gave up this job but she's still doing it and she says it makes her happy you know and she's like teaching French and Spanish and drawing she's teaching drawing to kids fucking on like Gumtree and shit she, she put she said she put another thing on Gumtree where her and her friend uh, will make a paella at someone's house and deliver it but they have to deliver it on the tram within the free tram zone because they're both broke <laughs> um, just she's just doing random shit just to try and get some fucking money, you know, and uh, and it sounds like she she was just like, dude, I don't care about money, I don't care about anything, I just want to do get enough to live to pay my rent, and then I can do my design shit, and like I don't know, man, people say that kind of stuff a bunch because they know that's what you're supposed to say, but I was just a random dude that she met on Tinder that she was like not even sure if she would ever see again, like it's you know I might not ever see her again. And she just was saying that shit to me. She 100% believes it. And it was so cool to meet someone like that. And, um, I mean, she knows she's going to be fine, you know. She just didn't get a job that she wanted to get. But I was like, fuck that place, dude. This, they, that kind of place, you know, pays, like, way below the minimum wage. All their staff are on cash. Ugh, fuck those fucking losers. And go the Chilean girl for moving to a new city by herself and following her dreams. She said she lives with like seven chicks and they're like a, a big family, you know? She like shares a room with this chick that she didn't even know before she moved to Melbourne and now they're like sharing rooms and she said that was a, a real nice part of her life. So, yeah, it was probably just a one night thing for her. Anyway, what am I, why am I still talking about this? I just had a lovely night last night and I just had a lovely curry tonight. Fucking 
Life is good, man. Life is life is goddamn lovely. And tomorrow is bin day, so the <laughs> so the garbage bin out front of our house that's been smelling like maggoty cat food that was left in the 42 degree heat on Saturday, but that that bin's gonna be gone. And I'm all for that, as much as I'm for people following their dreams, I'm also for maggoty cat food being cleared away from the front of our fucking house. If that doesn't make you happy, guys, and inspired, then I don't know, I got nothing for you. I got, I got nothing, nothing will. You're a fucking dead inside person, and, uh, and you probably eat maggots. <laughs> That's it. That's the pod. Thank you all for listening. Um, once again, though, if anyone uh, has any homeless contingency plans, if you want to tell me uh, the way that you have planned to deal with uh, if it ever arose that situation where you were homeless, tell me, man, if you wanted to do a tent, if you were going to live in a fucking... If you were going to live in... Uh, what are those things called? They're like water tanks on the side of people's houses, like an abandoned one of those. Sleep in a telephone box, maybe an old underground toilet. Whatever, whatever lengths you would go to, I want to hear them. Um, because I want to know that other people are as insecure about their financial situations as me. (laughs) Um, Other than that, though, thank you guys for listening. I've been Aidan Jones. This has been Sitting Under a Tree. Peace.